In the second interview with Adrian Orr from the Reserve Bank, we talked about life insurance conduct and, and commissions and some of the things that he'd like to see happen in the industry. I'd quite like to just switch now a totally different topic to life insurance and yep. the conduct review which you did earlier this year. It's interesting, it seems to me, you know, this conduct thing has sort of become a bit of a fad. It suddenly, it, it, it just has suddenly appeared out of nearly nowhere and, and we're hearing about it all the time. Is that a right interpretation? Uh, I think it's correct in terms of if you've been looking at headlines, um, yeah. you know, suddenly uh, culture and conduct. Mm. Mm. Um, but uh, wrong if you think about how we as consumers have confidence and faith in mm. that what we are being delivered is what was on the packet. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that culture and conduct um, is a key critical part to having trust in the capitalist system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the way it's embedded is really through the roles of the boards and senior managements mm -hmm. of institutions. And that's why we put a lot of emphasis on, on um, self-discipline, that mm. the companies themselves, the banks, the insurance companies, have the disciplines, have the, the culture that is necessary to take money, mm -hmm. someone's money, and to put it into uh, long tail agreements, mm -hmm. which are very complex. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, try and drive the snake oil out of it and make sure that what you see is there. Culture. Is there a lot of snake oil in it, though? Uh, well, with the insurance, uh, uh, life insurance area, I mean, the banking, we didn't find a, any real sense of widespread misconduct. Mm -hmm. We did find uh, a, ver a, a real lack of systems in, in the way of being proactive and making sure that the products mm. and what they're doing mm. are what was written yeah. on the packet yeah. and that their staff are incentivized to be selling the right thing to the right people. Mm. Uh, very, you know, it was very reactive and piecemeal. For the insurance companies, the life insurance, it was even, it was, uh, it was worse. Mm -hmm. um, that the whole concept of, of, um, of frameworks, measures, activities for understanding what a, an appropriate uh, conduct behaviour was, were absent, yeah. largely. Is that partly because it's a lot of the life insurance is sold through third party distribution? It's a big part of the problem, mm -hmm. or challenge I would say, uh, And um, but you know, you can, what do you say, you can, you can outsource uh, the activity, you can't outsource the responsibility. Mm -hmm. And this has been a, a gap, the way that a lot of the third parties have been incentivised is through the volume of sales, the churn, mm -hmm. not through the outcome for the customer through their lifetime. See, but then I think the advisors would disagree with you in the sense that they, you know, they are trying to build a customer base of long-term customers, which they're going to look after through the process. So they're not going to go out there and, and you know, not look after their best interests. Well, so they can build customers, but yeah. if there's asymmetries of information, if there are new products coming in that may or may not be suited, mm. if your lifestyle is changing or your needs are changing through time, mm. How do you break down that asymmetry of information to say, is this the best product? Is this the best mm. time? H how do you do this? And if, if people are being incentivized to sell the latest, greatest or different, mm. and aside, you can have the same customer, but you could have changed their product many, many times yeah. through their life. Yeah. So you've talked about you know um, longer term thinking and societal changes and the way uh, things like life insurance are distributed. Do you, do you have any ideas of what it could look like? Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's, it is a conversation that's happening globally. Mm. Uh, New Zealand is awakening to it slowly, mm -hmm. very similar to the environment um, challenge that we've had, the, the climate change challenge. We, we tend to interview each other. Mm. We don't tend to look outside of our little small world mm. that often. Globally, uh, particularly post the GFC, um, is a fundamental challenge to what I would say capitalism's um, kind of traditional behaviour. Mm -hmm. 
when you think about capitalism, uh, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it, mm -hmm. um, totally dedicated, but it will fail at times, and often it fails through a series of incentive structures that, that end up um, defeating itself. A lot of that is, for example, if I have a 30-year strategic plan mm -hmm. to build an amazing sustainable company, mm -hmm. I have to provide a five-year strategic plan to start implementing it. I have to provide an annual update to mm. show where it's going. I have to do the quarter reporting. Then I have to do real-time disclosure. Mm. I'm looking here, mm. and I've been driven there by a series of well-meaning interventions all the way through to the point where I'm here. Economic growth is sustainable when it's consistent with, mm. with cultural inclusion, when it's with environmental sustainability. Mm. Mm. It's not economic growth at the cost of. Yes. And it's about getting those virtuous circles going, and it's simply about thinking the horizon. Yeah, and so just not enough of that has been going on? I'd say very little. It's it's yeah. this against versus that. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, what is it? Why, why are diamonds expensive and water is free was yeah. the, used to be the test. Mm. And it was meant to be, well, diamonds are scarce and water is plentiful. Mm. No, you know, diamonds are controlled by a cartel and water never had property rights. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's... The questions are the same, the answers change. Yeah. The, uh, when it comes to, and you touched on it, you know, commissions and stuff like that, do, do, do you think, you know, you haven't been supportive of upfront commissions, I, th I think is, is correct interpretation from the conduct uh, That was one of the challenges, yeah. so, you know, again, a global challenge. But yeah, yep. glo yeah. So ha have you any idea of how you think that could change? Well, what we're hoping, well, what we are doing, not hoping to do, is, yeah. you know, we've got, we received the reports back mm. from the various insurance companies. Mm -hmm. uh, we're working through those at the moment. We did the banking first. And when I say we, us and the Financial Markets Authority, yep. and what we want to do is hear from them about how they can have better structures or more sustainable structures, because we want them to run the business. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so talking you don't about want to dictate to them how to market do. discipline, yeah. self-discipline, and then regulatory discipline. Mm -hmm. That's us. You know, that's the that's the, the third cousin and the weakest of all. Mm. If you get market and self-discipline done, so how can you be more transparent mm. to the public? How do you reduce the asymmetries of information? How do you make people think longer term mm. um, about what they actually do or don't need? Mm. How can you make it far simpler for people to understand what is the value of what you just bought? Yeah. The complexity of these products is immense. You know, to, to pretend that people read the background material, that mm. they understand the, the nesting of the different issues, mm. uh, is, is wrong. We know we don't. It's a very difficult issue to break down for a consumer, though, isn't it? So how they do that's yeah. going to be their challenge. So, so and coming that's back not an excuse for not trying. I mean, uh, you know, a jar of peanut butter just used to say peanut butter on the front yeah. in the 1980s. Yeah. Now we know on the back of the jar, no one was killed in the making. Mm. Um, there's certain allergies and what other sugars, fats and carbos went into it. Yeah. Uh, all those sorts of things are in there. You said the, the weakest part was, was the regulation, I guess, around the conduct. Where should that sit? Uh, I, I mean weakest in terms of its influence because mm. if you have to just put and make people do things well then that ends up with corner solutions, mm. you know, quantity targeting, quality targeting. Yeah, what, what, you know, it's why do you have to play as if it's a kindergarten ground and, mm. and kids can only do something in the sandpit. Mm. So I meant weakest in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't mean it's it is, is powerful. We're busy at the moment thinking very hard on the background of this about how to bolster our people on the ground mm. um, and how to do activities. Yeah. By the way, you know, um, CBL, you know, yes. collapsed. So, so, you know, well, um, uh, how much abuse did we take through that process? Quite a bit. And, and how much, um, oh, well, I didn't really all that was happening mm. in the background have we heard since? None. Mm. And so, you know, the, the, you never get applause from the regulator. Mm. You get, what are you doing in my face? And then why didn't you do more? Mm -mm. 
So it's about trying to get that balance. Is it something which should sit with the Reserve Bank or should it sit somewhere else? Uh, I mean, I'm different. very comfortable with the Reserve Bank. Mm. So um, I think uh, the banking, the insurance, uh, New Zealand, small economy. Um, we've got the economies of scale and scope from the, the Reserve Bank mm. um, trying to recreate something mm. else somewhere. Uh, we see all of the daily transactions happening between the banks. Mm. Uh, we see a lot of the insurance um, activity. Uh, it's critical to financial stability, which is our purview. So, mm. you know, so I'm, I'm very comfortable mm. with being there. Uh, I would prefer to have more resource. Yeah. So, so one of the things which sort of, you know, coming back to the start is this whole conduct thing has come up, you know, reasonably quickly, I would have argued, in New Zealand. You know, I'm interested, you know, the super fund, you know, it went and invested into a life insurance company. You know, I would have thought that sort of issues like that would have got picked up at that sort of stage. Uh, life insurance companies are great. Yeah. There's no, there's, you know, I, I, but that's they're necessary. Yeah. Right. And I, and I know that the NZ super fund has, has uh, clear mandates around how they mm. want their firms to behave around mm. environmental, societal and governance mm -hmm. issues. Mm. And they have been at the forefront of New Zealand in trying to create and demand that the owners of the capital behave um, for, you know, that um, behave, well, that, that I should say the agents, the yeah. boards behave consistent. So, so an organisation like that, by, by investing into a, a life company, can help drive this cultural change? I hope so. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, that's, that's where change comes from. Intervention, mm. you know, being a shareholder brings responsibilities. Mm. Mm. And, so, uh, and it also brings the ability to have influence. Mm. And so that is why the New Zealand Super Fund has been so active mm. in, in engaging mm. with companies where they see poor practice, rather than just excluding and burying their heads in the sand. Mm. Mm. You know, it's better if you're inside and you can influence, yeah. there will be a certain point where you just say too hard mm. and, and you walk away. And, and life insurance companies must be a good investment, otherwise you wouldn't see people like the Superfund and, and, and others yeah. investing into, into the life sector. Well, you know, a, a real challenge is that some of them have been fantastic through time and, and one of my concerns around the climate change mm. uh, side there, for example, in the asymmetry of information mm. is, is how do we know if they're not making super profits and spooking us for the sake of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how, how do we know these things? Mm. So whilst whilst insurance, absolutely they can say, oh, sea levels are rising, we're going to have to charge you more, or we won't insure this, or we'll do that and the other. Mm. Um, well, are they shifting their relative revenue streams, or are they increasing one mm. revenue stream? And so, so it's about getting that transparency out there. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so people know more of what's going on. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah and, and, and actually really understanding the process. In the report which you did with the FMA, you sort of called for urgent change in the life sector. Has it been moving quickly enough? Uh, yes. So yeah. we've got um, you know we've got a lot of conversations to have ahead. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of this, you have to remember that, um, you know, we're so heavy Australian dominated mm. that our interviews with banks, the equivalent of that in Australia was a royal commission, mm, mm. an upfront mm. um, blame storming period. Mm. We got there quick because we wanted to have a, a, a real conversation mm. to see what was under the hood, is this mm. necessary mm. or not. In mm. banking, we said there are lots of things you need to do better, and they understood. Mm. A lot of them had had the panhandle anyway in Australia. Um, uh, in insurance, there's a lot more work to be done. Yes, yeah, but they're making progress. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, and yeah. they've responded to the report, so we'll, we'll responding, responding. So, yeah. so no doubt we'll hear about it yeah, later. You yeah. will. You Excellent. Will. Look, thank you very much for your time. It's thank great you that all. you came yeah. in. Yeah, and yeah wonderful. wonderful. Nice to see you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.